0: What's that? I was was trying to remember the lyrics. When the earth was still flat and clouds made of fire. Yeah, okay, go ahead. I can't remember the next line. Really? Sometimes higher. (laughs) I know that part. So,
1: what are we talking about today? Pride Fest. Pride Fest. The origin of love, right? Fates are vicious and they're cruel. (laughs) no but we just had a great pride fest that we went to in town hopefully you all enjoyed yours too if you were able to go and make the celebration but we want to talk about a little bit about that and how we feel personally how it went as far as our experience and the fun that our family was able to have as well as kind of digest a little bit of i don't know what you say a little bit of what? <laughs> a little, a little angry inch. Mm. <laughs> so, do you want to elucidate all of like your singing at the very beginning, as far as what we're actually referring to with your uh, mythology
0: reference? Are you talking about me bringing up? What I'm singing, or where, where we went this weekend? Both. Let's do both at the same time. Hedvig and the Angry Inch Pride Fest.
1: I love it. <laughs> I think that's I think that would
0: be an amazing Pride Fest.
1: <laughs> it would be. It would that be would be awesome. awesome. So no, but but the thing is, is that recently, just this past weekend, like probably many people were able to go and enjoy Pride Fest, and kind of for our family uh it was the first time that we've actually been able to go out and not only participate in an event like this but also volunteer
0: yeah it was really nice um i feel like this was ever since covid and the covid school year of hell for us i was like oh my god we gotta get out of this house (laughs) (laughs) anything anything we can do anything we can do so it was after, you know, all that, that we did take our trip to Florida and um DC. we've gone to D.C. We've gone back and forth to Minnesota multiple times. We've gone to events, big, small. And so it was nice to be able to actually, after having kids, volunteer for once right, and feel like we were a bigger part of something. I think for a long time, we felt like there wasn't kind of, I guess, a community that we fit into here. Right. And so it's nice to, just to be able to connect with like-minded people. And I mean, I know, (laughs) as you had said many times, well, I did all the hard labor. You just sat there.
1: (laughs) Hard labor was carrying tables right and putting up tents that oh my gosh
0: but I will always and forever say that my job was harder to greet every single person who walked in <laughs> sometimes I said oh the exit's that way if you're leaving I don't want you to leave but if you're leaving the exit's that way so taking care of all the people coming and going like that was hard yeah, that's,
1: <laughs> that's that's rough I just love that my shirt was baby blue and by the end of it it was dark blue <laughs> Like it was a little warm. It was a little That's warm. Nice. <laughs> but no, we should talk about that today. So the first thing that I want to do is just to share my reaction, reflecting back on some of the teaching that I've done. And I've talked to you about this before. Um, and then I wanted to just go ahead and get kind of digest how that day went and how we think about this with our children as far as like the world that they're going to be growing up into. And what that means for hopefully their future is that being different and a different perspective or a different lens placed on all of this. Yeah. Work for you. Sure. Great. My reaction. A few years ago, a student had approached me to discuss what my opinions were as far as being the biology teacher on the trans bills that were coming out about bathrooms. And whether or not I thought in my philosophical and biological background that this was an appropriate distinguishing demarcation between individuals based on how they identified themselves. The conversation was taken from the standpoint of addressing it as a scientific question. And oftentimes it's denoted as whether or not there's a philosophical or a social aspect to this as well. But I wanted to turn it on its head just for a moment and kind of consider whether or not that even matters for the person's argument that they were trying to make. It was a student, so I was gentle and really wanted to make sure that it was an educational moment. But the question came down to this was, is it choice or is it from birth and born that way or whether or not later on they had made the choice to identify in that way? The real question they were asking is one that our senator from Missouri, it's actually, it's you embarrassment, George Harley, George Harley, is trying George to make. Harley. That there is one sex. I, I'm, wait, hold on. The argument is that there's only two sexes. It's hard to keep that straight from his perspective. Not really. All right, let's, let's start over. The point is, is that... The question the student was raising is, is it choice or is it from birth? And really, I wanted to kind of digest this a little bit more with my wife, because recently we went and celebrated pride with our kids. And what it comes down to being is, is that I don't necessarily think that that answer really matters as to whether or not we distinguish it as biological, philosophical, or sociological, or I mean, socially at all. Because the question is this, the free will that you grant somebody to say that they're making a choice, whether or not they're with one individual over another individual, makes it seem as if it's completely undeterministic, that you have every volition in your power to be able to have whatever you want. That's ultimate choice and free will, which is held up as one of the greatest things that is bestowed upon humanity. But if you say that it's natural that a heterosexual relationship has to be the way that it is. It almost takes all the romance out of it and just makes it destiny. So then you don't have free will? There is no choice? It's a eat your cake and have it too? I mean, how do you really want to fall on this? Is it that you don't have the same choices that you've bestowed upon other people? Or is it the simple fact that like, they are also a natural state of being. I don't know. That's the question I proposed to the student. And at that point in time, we kind of left it. But I wanted to dig into it with my wife to be able to discuss it a little bit further considering that this stage in our lives, we're trying to influence and educate our own children about the way that we think that the world would best be approached with them in it. The real real. Okay, so that's my reaction. I want to right now capture your reaction because I just played again for myself and for the first time for you, Monday's pod talking about Joshua Harley's, uh, George. George's <laughs> little, little embarrassing, uh, go ahead, uh. please. Rachel didn't want to give her commentary, but I I am sure you have opinions.
0: So the only thing I can think of is a while back, quite a while ago, I was in a fourth grade classroom and we were out at recess and all the kids were playing and I was kind of just observing (laughs) a group of kids or a couple kids that were, I think they were playing basketball or something. Anyway, one kid did something that another kid didn't like. And he was just so funny because he just looks at him and goes, dumb, dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And so I save that for like, like a kick in the teeth. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) "Ha, dumb, dumb. And so listening to mm, just such a dumb, dumb and like, what, just what?
1: Embarrassment. So embarrassing. Right.
0: I mean, I think it's embarrassing, but I also think it's indicative of the way he really feels.
1: Right. And I think it's also like the way that an outsider feels because like we're talking about Missouri schools, right? And like I taught Missouri schools and you've taught in missouri like you've been in missouri classrooms of these first grades that like were supposedly teaching this like in like, every dude, grade what you, like, what right what are you talking about
0: like uh, i am from the states. show me state too. show me show me yeah. where it shows this right in Please. blue
1: states this is happening did you check well like what's going on <laughs> in this red state you know, we're like learning foundations
0: live. and how to sound out words and tap out words we're not learning about tra- transgender anything, like right,
1: right. We've we've divorced the <laughs> curriculum so much of collaboration, communication, and just honestly getting along with one another so much to do standardized testing. We don't even
0: have time. So what are you right. talking about, dude? You don't. You can barely even teach them how to, you know, do certain things like cursive. Sometimes that's on the teacher's time if if they want to teach it. Right. Of, right. and there's other things that if they have time if they have time they can teach it but
1: but definitely but, this woke agenda it has to make it in into the classroom
0: well i like, mean but then again like isn't separation of church and state illegal mm, yet here we
1: yeah but but that's not that's not this person's goal the, 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 the right. this person's goal is the opposite of what you and i are discussing. following the rules Sure, being I mean, legal, there's a separation okay. That's, okay. that would be nice, that would be nice, especially in this aspect. But really, like to leave that, do you have any more that you want to say about? No, he's just a dumb
0: dumb, <laughs> like, no. And you can tell that I'm a little worked up about it because of how many times I've just said, like, yeah, like, yeah. I don't usually this, throw that in there, it's from all that you know, learning right. from being an interpreter and not throwing in those those extra words
1: but it caught you off guard mm. i knew that you hadn't heard it yet so i'm like here here they are
0: here's the pod man <laughs> yeah i try not to listen to anything george horley has to say <laughs> fair
1: enough so on another aspect as far as pride let's just take it a completely yes. different direction go as a happy far direction. as the real real so that's the real real on missouri right in schools
0: but that's fakey fakey
1: that's but... okay <laughs> <laughs> for play play <laughs> <laughs> but for our family this weekend we had an amazing time we did so give me your perspectives on how you feel how you feel the family did and how you feel our the impression of our children and i would i would throw them on here but one they're sleeping and number two you know i i kind of want to just give our perspective on looking in because it's a parenting aspect, right? It's our paternalism. It's how we want to shepherd them. in, yeah. And it's not actually just to make it so that it's, it's, not students. Like I don't, I don't have the, these are my kids. These are my personal children. That's it.
0: Right. I think that it was interesting before we went to DC, a couple different people told me, well, wow, your kids are going to have quite the culture shock. It's going to be quite the culture shock. And, these people didn't really know, you know, we are very open and we talk about anything and everything. And I don't feel like there was much of a culture shock. I don't know how you felt about it, but we just went there and they were like, okay, cool. I mean, there were pride things all over. Uh, there were, I mean, we weren't super far from the uh, LGBTQ district, I guess. I don't know if it's called, considered a district, but the area that's more prevalent for the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, I feel like it was the same for Pride Fest. I don't know how many times Evie w- turned and, you look so beautiful. Right. And I turned to look and see who she was talking to, and it was just somebody dressed in drag. I mean, it it, it didn't make a difference who it was. Yeah,
1: they were all, and they were very impressed with how much diversity was present. Like there were certain parts that they were identifying with to be able to say like, Oh, this person like has a really interesting aspect of their character. And I kind of, not necessarily like personally exactly identify with just that one thing, but at the same point in time, it's like, wow, that's really cool. And all of these other aspects of how we can present ourselves and express ourselves. And I remember the, the, the parade itself, well, it coming down, it was just besides the amount of candy that oh, I received,
0: and the amount it's of times Bryson said, "Bet, bro, it's a, it's bet, a, bro, it's, it's a parade." Would you like a pride flag? Bet, bro. <laughs>
1: Jeez, dude, stop! You're 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 gonna be eleven. Like, just stop. <laughs> but the point is, is that I really was excited to see where my kids wanted to just go every like they just wanted to just see experience at like all it was, yeah. yeah it was it was great
0: it was it was really cool they definitely we walked up and down and we tried to get to as many <laughs> booths as possible without losing a child evangelina <laughs> and because we turn and Okay, we have two. Where 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 did they go?
1: Anna <laughs> was looking for the bird that had the purple feathers. We're like, it's yes. the
0: boa. Like this, this a boa. Like, well, to to be fair, she said, "Well, there are no birds with purple feathers." And I said, "Well, that is a little bit I mean, exclusionary don't you think like, i mean why can't they be purple if they want to there <laughs> bert i think you i don't know where you were you might have been with a different kid at the yeah, time probably. but probably there's, there's so many of them <laughs> it was nice because you went to go set up everything and i got to know before having to figure it all out myself so where do i check in where's the information right, you already right. had all all the deets yeah i did
1: all the work
0: and that's I'm the part you. that makes me super nervous is just figure I could sit there and talk to anybody all day. I will say that this guy did walk up to me and he was very kind and he was chatting to me and then he's talking and he's trying to lean in real close. <laughs> and the part that got me and I'm like, okay, we're done here where he was talking and then he said, yeah. And I told him, I didn't, you know, my doctor told me, yeah, don't get the vaccine. That's dumb. And I'm like,
1: okay. So, so your your reservations was about COVID.
0: And right. And he's like, my doctor told me not to get it. Like, I got the antibodies. I'm fine. I'm like, okay, have a great day. Bye. <laughs> oh, hi. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Enjoy. And, and
1: the other aspect of it is, is that there's this completely antithetical approach that us as a middle of the state, Midwestern, like, like Missouri family. Like we have grown up here. Yeah. Well, like I was born here. (laughs) I'm still here. Like
0: I'm hoping not to die here.
1: Well, I mean, like I did see a
0: friend who said he, he was trying to get out of Missouri and I said, yeah, we are too. (laughs) Joking. And he said, well, I haven't done it for three years. I'm like, well, we've lived here a whole life. We win. (laughs) win. (laughs) win. Do we lose?
1: And I'm, and I'm not saying, like, we wouldn't leave from that. Right, aspect right. As as I'm like kidding. Get but. out. But at the same point in time, it's really one of those things that you you look at and be like, oh, but there's these these parts of my home, too. Oh, for like sure. There are, these, there are these people that also want to carve out a little niche for themselves to be able to be accepted, to be available for other people, to be able to have experiences that are beyond, you know, what is expected in other places? And it's just nice to have that little refuge for people, but also that exposure for our family be like, hey, there's another aspect out there kind of for you to go and see for yourselves, and they don't have to teach you about it in first grade. Like right. you should have the exposure because you should be able to understand that diversity exists, and we shouldn't critique the actual aspects of, one person's decision or their natural being or anything like that simply because we don't see it that often or it's not in the curriculum. Like
0: it was really cute. They had this wall. I know they had some kind of an art thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they had an art wall right next to it, but they had this like affirmation wall where you kind of got to write your own notes or whatever. And, Well, I also made shirts for each member of the family. And so, because I wanted to kind of figure out exactly what they wanted. And it was really cute because Bryson was like, no, 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 mom. I know what I want. I want a shirt that says something like, it doesn't matter if you're gay. I love you anyway. Or something like that. And so his thing on the, which I did not give him that one. Because I, I where am I going to find that?
1: Yeah. (laughs) And the interpretation is also, like, what, like, without context. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the, their their approach to it is their own, and them trying to rationalize and make sense of it. And then other people's, impress, like, impression of that might be like, oh, I don't know how to take that. right? right? And, the, and
0: one of his papers that he filled out, because you could also write a little note, another affirmation, roll it up and stick it in this little mesh-looking, I guess, another, like, wall or something. Mm-hmm. And... Ooh, one of it was like, one of the things he wrote, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I was like, oh, so let me just explain this because it was like, Ev- even if you're gay, mm-hmm. like you still matter even if you're gay or something like that. Right. And I was like, so hold on, just to let you know, this could be taken this way because I do think that he was being kind right? and, but I do want my children to be aware that sometimes because my kids even do the same thing about people of color, they'll say something and it's not what they're saying, what they're meaning to say. And I'll say, hold on, Evie, this is what that sounds like. You're saying, that's not what I meant. I know. But if you were to go out in public and say this, so I, I just want my kids to kind of be aware of what they're, what they're, what they're not meaning. But I mean, and I think it's a, you have to make a conscious choice yeah. as you get older. So I think that, you know, you start young and so, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's being conscious of other people's interpretations of what you would actually say and being un- available enough, right, in your own capacity to say, like, oh, I'm going to step back from my own words just for a second mm-hmm. and kind of listen to myself. And kind of think about that, which some people might benefit from. If they just read their <laughs> I own knew before <laughs> they came out.
0: This is just a reminder that the Delta is a member of the Heartland Pod family of podcasts. Join us every other Wednesday as we grow this show into a reflection of our lives where family, school, life, science, and politics all converge. Check out some of our other shows, including the Heartland Pod, the Fly Overview, High Country and let's have a chat also you can check out some of our collection of family projects on glassroomhive.com like our family youtube channel called stink finks nicholas's two-minute lectures on his hourglass science channel and our published books whether it be our children's book dharma and Elden and the sandwich or our new adult fiction like the murai series another way to be transparent about progressive lives in the midwest glassroomhive.com now back to our show <laughs> It was really cute. I went back to school the following Monday and this kiddo who's new, kind of quiet, you know, looks up at me and said, I saw you. I said, oh, really? Did you? He goes, yeah, this weekend. Oh, that's cool. Where were you? I was in line and I was waiting to get snow cones with my family. And so I just thought that was really cute, you know, how it's nice to know that even though we are in a community or not a community, Columbia is one of the better towns. I feel like, um, one of the more open accepting towns, mm-hmm. but I feel like we've been, is it alone maybe for so long? Well, we live
1: North of town a little bit, so it is right. a little bit to get into there, but we're around that area that we can tap into that community. Right. And tap into those resources and kind of in, But I mean, with COVID, we
0: have been alone for so long and we've been by ourselves. I mean, we still wear our masks when we go out, but it's so nice to see other like-minded people. I know I've already said it, but it was just very refreshing. You know, I felt like I could just walk in and go, these are my people. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just leave this open all year and I'll just come here every day? (laughs) And just hang out and yeah. So it's just yeah. And that's and that's the
1: importance of like establishing community with other people, like reaching out and finding like minded individuals. Right. And and kinda like the idea And as a parent, that can be hard. And, yeah. And and that's and that's one of the things that really kind of gave you hope and looking at how those connections with people that help you make sure that you're not having the conversation only with yourself. Right. Right. I mean, like we talk a lot here, you and I on the podcast that is the Delta, like the, our show that is just you and I sitting here and talking on microphones. And then we see like other people, the show and all that type of stuff. But in ourselves, like it's one way, like it's reaching yeah. out with that conversation, having it and, and, the audience might be having a conversation with us, but we only see numerical values. We only see locations like that. Type right. Of stuff. Right. So it's really nice to also like really tap into real people and say, Hey, you know, I, I see you kid. You know what I mean? Like you see me getting a snow cone or you, I, that kind of thing. Wait, wait, that.
0: wait. I wasn't getting a snow cone. My we kids hear this. <laughs> My kids hear this. They're going to be, cause we almost got some and Evie was like, you can't back out now. You already said we could have one. I'm like, line, shoot, dang it. The line was huge. It was so high, you know, there. a lot of community <laughs> just in that line. <laughs> yeah. So don't, don't go blasting me on, on the mic and saying, uh, you were getting a snow. Co-. I was not that child <laughs> was, <laughs> I think I was at the welcome booth. That's where I was. That's
1: true. That's probably true. That's so if you're you listening
0: out. and you walked by, that was me. <laughs>
1: But the other aspect that I wanted to kind of just address real quick was kind of how we've been addressing this with our children from the way that education kind of has to but not has to tackle this and kind of like constantly... Can you put up the sticker of the rainbow? Do you have to take it down? Like all these different things as far as like, where can you create a safe space? How can you be an ally? But also, you know, like, how do you do all these types of things? And it really is a complicated thing. It's not really a welcoming environment, whether it is, you know, for the actual individual, right, as far as that goes, or whether or not it be, like, somebody trying to be an ally. It's all been compromised in a lot of respects, and these threats are just ridiculous because really, to me, what's going on, as I said in the, my reaction, is that these are things painted as it's a scientific, it's a natural, it's a common sense, it's logical, it's, you mm-hmm. know... um philosophical and they have all of these like really small tiny little debates going on, right? Single-sided. Like if you really have any kind of real understanding of how philosophical concepts work in this respect, as far as like talking about common sense, there's not common sense. Like it's an illusion. Like there right. is no <laughs> logical reason to think that people have common sense. And I don't mean like people people don't have don't make sense. Like like this common is a meaning real
0: the majority
1: well it's it's like a philosophical like people take the words and like break them all down and argue whether or not probability right is different is different than likelihood you know what i mean like right, those right, types right. of things like parsing out those details is very very important for sure but like when in common language right the air quotes mm-hmm. around like in this like everyday vernacular People are misusing this terminology to throw it around like, oh, well, I have a big... Like, it's playing the expert. Well, science. What? What are you talking about, man? (laughs) Like, and really what it comes down to being is, to me, it comes back down to that origin of love song, but also, like, the symposium by Plato and where Aristophanes is, like, pointing out, like, how there were three sexes back then. Yeah. And, like... I just see like them rolling over and be like, what are you talking about? And it's like <laughs> if you just listen to the song, you listen to the uh, the mythology that they're painting is like there were one that was two boys, one that was two girls, and one that was a male and female. And they're talking about sexuality in a lot of respects.
0: But it shows Is that where Hedvig got the Idea for the song, right? Cool. Yeah,
1: that the Aristophanes was a the Symposium. He was a character in the Symposium, Plato's Symposium, where Socrates I never knew that. pretty much just breaks down everybody else's argument as he normally does, of and comes down and says like, "So Socrates, yeah, <laughs> yeah." So it's like the Socratic method, but really, what's going on is at the very end, even though Aristophanes paints this wonderful picture of trying to say, you know, you have a destined soulmate, right? That you were cut in half from somebody else and you're trying to stitch yourselves back together to make one whole piece so that you're whole instead of actually being, you know, separated from your other half. And this whole idea of having a separate half is kind of the whole idea that Aristophanes was pushing forward. And then after they dig into it, they're like, oh, you mean you just have a preference, (laughs) Like that, like there's no like predestiny, but it's not like that unromantic aspect should not be lost on the simple fact that if you want to buy into just that aspect of it to where it's like these two halves come together and that's the only way that it is, then it's determined. And that doesn't sound romantic at all, or it sounds super romantic, depending on how you want to do it. Oh, it was written in the stars, but I had no choice and I would have chose anybody else if the gods would have let me. You know what I'm mean?
0: like? But you know what that, what it is that you're doing, right? What's that? You're assuming that George has any idea about higher level thinking and philosophy. <laughs> and you know what they say about assuming? Just makes an ass out of George.
1: That's actually, that's actually George Harley. George Harley. <laughs> George Harley. The Delta is a mid map media production. You can check us out at heartlandpod.com or follow us on Twitter, at The Heartland Pod. Please also consider signing up for our Patreon so that you can get exclusive merchandise as well as additional shows. And we'll talk again another time.